from the 1011 Now streaming studio in Lincoln, Nebraska, this is the End Report Husker Show. Hello and welcome everyone. It is a late Friday night, another End Report Husker Show from the 1011 Now streaming studio. The Huskers hanging on a 20-7 win against Illinois. And Kevin, we have live coverage tonight from Champaign, Illinois. The one, the only Chase Madison there is still in Memorial Stadium. The game ended... It's a long game. Ended uh, what was it, about an hour ago now. Chase, how was it there in Champaign? Yeah, well, we were looking at how long the game might run, and it was around the three-hour and 15-minute mark, but uh, they, they blew that number out of the water. Uh, this was a slow and grudging Big Ten game uh, that, you know, the Nebraska fans endured. I think Illinois, it, there was a lot of fans that ended up getting out of here early, but uh, just a tough game and a tough win heading into the bye week. It's the first time Nebraska's beat Illinois in the in the past three times, so a huge win for the Huskers, and they get to go home happy. Chase, it's uh, a win that brings Nebraska to 3-3 three and three on the season, so they hit the midway point of the year with a 500 record, which I think a lot of Nebraska fans would say, okay, that's, that's all right. You're able to save a little face with this win. And Matt Rule said before the game that he was going to find out about his team with how they responded from the Michigan game by the way they performed at Illinois. What did you find out about this team tonight? Yeah, well, I would say the word is resiliency by the defense because this is a Nebraska offense that, you know, Coach Satterfield kind of, he knows what he's doing, but, you know, he can't control if a player holds onto a ball and the turnover bug got the Huskers again tonight. We saw it early in the season, and it kind of looked like a fluke at times, some of the plays, but it's clearly a problem, right? The entire running back room, uh, you know, just can't hold on to the ball, and especially with Gabe Irvin Jr. and Ramir Johnson out, you know, you can't, you have to play the guys that are healthy, and they can't hold on to the football. Heinrich Harburg also threw an interception. It was almost like the offense was willing to let Illinois come back in this game, but the defense responded resoundingly and just huge plays on the defense. Quentin Newsom, his first interception as a Husker, uh, just huge plays down the stretch. So that's what I learned, that this defense really has the offensive back, offense's back. And, you know, Phelan Sanford said, you know, if they if the offense scores three points, we have to let up zero. And that's kind of the, the mentality the defense was playing with tonight. And uh, with the Huskers going three for six, in the red zone this evening, the offense needed the defense to uh, to bail them out a little bit. Is it fair to say that Nebraska was lucky they were playing Illinois tonight? Yeah. Because the three turnovers Nebraska committed all came in the fourth quarter, and you just mentioned the red zone situation. A more opportune opponent probably would have flipped the outcome or at least made this uh, a little bit more dramatic down the stretch. Would you agree with that, Chase? Yeah, I would say uh, Luke Altmaier, you know, good quarterback, but, you know, yeah. this is an Illinois offense that just didn't re really have big plays. Okay, he's not the greatest quarterback. He made a few, few throws, but Illinois' offense, yeah, they're glad that this wasn't Purdue they were playing because Purdue found ways to score last week against Illinois, and if there was the same mistakes, they're glad this isn't Maryland. There's a lot of Big Ten teams out there that would capitalize on the turnovers they made, so I completely agree with you. They should be happy they played Illinois tonight because that's part of the fact that they were able to survive the costly turnovers. 
47 pass attempts from Luke Altmeyer. I'm pretty sure if you ask Brett Bielema before the game, if your quarterback is throwing the ball 47 times, what's the outcome? I think he would honestly tell you, well, it's probably not the best situation for us. Uh, Reggie loved the third. Looked like he left the game with an injury. Uh, Nebraska also suffered some injuries as well. Uh, this was kind of stereotypical Big Ten West football. It was a, a cold, breezy night in Champaign, and uh, the first two drives took up a ton of time. Like clock time, it was almost 12 minutes and resulted in three total points. Yeah, and uh, Illinois coming away, finishing with net rushing yards of 21. I know Chase has brought this up before, but, you know, against Minnesota, Minnesota had to throw the ball 40-some-odd times in that game, and again, the Nebraska defense, again, shuts down the Illinois run game, and Altmaier, like you said, throws the ball 47 times. Chase, we got some questions for you. Number one, let's start with this. What was the tone afterwards? You just exited the interviews, and you got to talk to Matt Rule and some of the players. You know, how did they receive getting this victory, 20-7 to 7, 20 to 7 over Illinois? Yeah, uh, I would say that, you know, it was just we couldn't hear the locker room from the little tunnel we're over here on the side of the stadium, but it sounded like they were hyped up, and they sounded like they really took this win to heart because this was a grueling win. You mentioned injuries. I think that played a factor into the time of the game. Obviously, some players returned, but there was a lot of injuries. Marcus Washington, uh, the current status is unknown. He came out in street clothes. Uh, it looked like at one point Ethan Piper had to be carted off. He ended up walking off and coming back. So a ton of injuries that I think led to a locker room that was just um, emphatic, right? Tristan Alvano came out. Uh, we talked to him briefly afterwards and almost just he was saying that it was like crazy in there, right? Uh, the players took a while to get to post game because they were very excited and very happy. I think this was more of a team win than meets the eye on paper because the defense won this game. But the way that they picked the offense up, I think everyone is rejuvenated, and it was a pretty, pretty high, uh, pretty high uh, energy in the locker room tonight. Well, why, why do you think that is? Why, why did Nebraska get so hyped up about beating Illinois twenty to seven on the road? Imagine what they would do if they beat Maryland next mm -hmm. month. Mm -hmm. Like, why, why do you think that they were so that's, fired that's up good... about this? Uh, that's a good point, Kevin. And I think you know. Maybe from a fan's bird's eye view, it should be like, they shouldn't be celebrating this win. They barely got the win. But I think this is a win for the Matt Rule era. And I don't want to like be a little bit too far-fetched or looking too far ahead. But I think, you know, Ty Robinson said, and Matt Rule even mentioned Ty Robinson. I asked him, you know, what are those conversations like coming off the field with Matt Rule? Because the two of them walked off together. And Matt Rule even talked about talking to Ty about, you know, wanting to be part of this longer. And he just said it's just the, the change in the coaching staff is just kind of lit a fire under some of these guys, the players that have been there and been through the Frost era. So, you know, I, I get fans maybe saying that you shouldn't be really celebrating a 20-7 to win over Illinois where you almost threw away the game in the fourth quarter. But this was a – I think this was just more of a – you know, team resiliency win after the brutal loss last week, the Sunday practice. This is a win for the Matt Rule era. Yeah, that's interesting. You just brought up those Sunday practices because we're almost a week removed from that. 
yet it continues to come up in every interview and anytime we're around uh, players or coaches. Uh, Matt Rule said after the game, this is a team that's learning how to win. So I think that maybe aligns with what Chase is saying that, you know, forget the, the scoring difference, forget the opponent. It's more about they need to find a way to win a game, especially win on the road. Well, and one of my, you know, one of my buddies messaged me during the game and he's like, this feels like it's going to be a 21 to 20 loss for Nebraska. You know, you think you have the game in control, but you just keep shooting yourself in the foot, penalties, turnovers, things like that. And then all of a sudden it's going to slip away from you. Kind of like the Minnesota game did, but unlike the Minnesota game, the defense did make stops. They did manage to put their foot in the ground, and they did manage to to salt it away. Chase, some additional questions here. We're approaching midnight, so we're going to go fairly quick. I'm going to kind of go uh, popcorn questions with you. Uh, most impressive player you saw on the field for Nebraska tonight was who? Um, I would have to say Jamari Butler or Quentin Newsom. Uh, Jamari Butler made a lot of plays on the inside. Uh, Isaac Gifford. I would say Jamari Butler. Let's just keep popcorn in. Jamari Butler, three tackles, one and a half sacks, one and a half TFLs. What was the atmosphere like inside Illinois' uh, Memorial Stadium? Announcers on television said it's a late-arriving crowd. What was it really like? Well, late-arriving, I would say it's almost more of a early-leaving because it was kind of a mixture of both. The west side, the like alumni and more of the Illinois fans – we're full house, and I think it might have led because of the Dick Butkus honoring and just everything with that. So it was a good home crowd. Student section, though, dwindled down fast. I think the cold kind of scared some people away. Now, the big red section, which was over here, just a few sections um, to the left of the south end zone, they were through and through, staying through the most of the game. So I would say it got loud at times. It wasn't Colorado, but um, it definitely was a factor a little bit. Okay, I think I know the answer to your next question, or my next question. What decided the game? Simply, was it the defense? You know, I think it was the defense not wanting to quit because you can't just say it was the defense. The, the way that they were having to go out there and thrown out there in bad situations, the defense not quitting. And I also think, you know, while Heinrich Harburg did make some mistakes tonight. He was able to lead the team and make the throws he needed to, especially on fourth down in the first half. Uh, he really converted some plays to get those points when in the second half the offense just wasn't working. Okay, that transitions perfectly into my next question. How did you feel Heinrich Harburg played? You know, I think he played well as a leader. Um, as a player, I think it was a little bit a tale of two halves. I think he was trying to take some more shots in the second half that maybe weren't the smartest throws. And then, you know, Matt Rule was even fired up with him a little bit on the sidelines. Just some communication issues on some of his runs. Um, but I think, you know, he played well as a leader. All right, that's great. I've only got a couple more. What, like the fire that happened at Memorial Stadium this week, could you tell, was there anything that made you realize that something like that happened in yeah. that facility? No. You know, yesterday I was here and you could smell a little bit of smoke, but you know, I and I was just, you know, letting fans know what I smelt, but 
they did a, a immaculate job cleaning it. Obviously, there were some things that we could see that fans couldn't um, from where that fire happened. But, you know, overall, the facilities here have been great and no complaints there. Illinois, but, Illinois pays tribute to Dick, Dick Butkus tonight. What did they do that you saw that was pretty cool or that you will remember from being on the field in a game that clearly had a pretty heavy tone for Nebraska's opponent? Yeah, um, they did a, a moment of silence before the game, which was nice. Um, they played a lot of video clips of, you know, Dick Buckus just being a funny guy during the game. And it would be a break, and then you have a little montage of some of his clips talking about Illinois or him doing funny commercials. So just a very um, respectful way of honoring him, but also just a little bit of fun because it is a football game. The student section actually had these colored tiles, and I – was trying to make it out. It was a little bit hard to see, but they tried to make in the colored tiles like a helmet with the DB logo. Um, but, you know, just overall, I think they did him justice. Uh, and may he rest in peace. It was, uh, it was, a, it was a nice, nice touch to this game. Obviously, Illinois didn't get the win, but um, I think they did a good job. Yeah, you had some really nice video. Um... Thursday night chase of the statue of Dick Butkus that stands outside Memorial Stadium and some of the flowers that fans had brought to the stadium and left right there. Last question, how was Black Dog Barbecue? <laughs> oh, it was great. It was great. Uh, it was, you know, I saw some Nebraska fans. I actually met a Nebraska fan last night from Mississippi. So, you know, Nebraska travels. Um, and yeah, the barbecue was good. It was, you know, pretty good for Champaign, Illinois. Um, I, I enjoyed it. it. Had some heat, so um, it was it was a good it was a good choice of meal. Uh, final thing, I know we're wrapping up here. I, I might pronounce this name wrong. I think it's Grant Taggy. Yeah. Am I correct there? Yep. Tag. Taggy. Um, he was Taggy was he was one of the most emotional guys on the sidelines uh, with the linebacker group, and him being able to step in a little bit, um, and like Phelan Sanford, guys that are Nebraska guys that. Or been waiting for this opportunity that was somebody i just wanted to mention on here because he had emotion he was almost teared up in the tunnel post game uh, just i think the, the defense having some injuries the opportunity for some of these guys especially these nebraska guys just overall really made for a special night for them the onside kick that wasn't actually an onside kick that grant taggy recovered so yeah. Chase, we appreciate you again. Live reports from Champaign, Illinois. We'll go ahead and we'll let you go. We know you got a long travel day uh, tomorrow, and Kevin and I will wrap up here in just the next few minutes. So appreciate you very much, Chase. Yeah, thanks, guys. Good recommendations, Kevin. Never made it to the Eyeglass Pizza Connoisseur Place, Monocles, but um, you know the time in the time in Champaign um, was nice. A little bit cold, but nice. And Nebraska comes home into the bye week at 500. He really missed. I mean, the black dog, that was that was a good play. What? But he missed out on Monocle's Pizza. And I was hoping that Chase could bring me back a frozen Monocle's Ooh, Pizza. That would have been, been a nice treat. Would have been a nice treat. I mean, I, I have a birthday coming. I'm <laughs> <laughs> no, just joking. Um, um, but anyway, just, yeah. just, just wanted to ask you before, you know, like you said, we're, we're halfway done with the season now. We're three and three. Is that probably about where we expected this this program should be? I think a lot of people were hopeful for maybe four and two. I mean, you're a fumble. One Anthony but, Grant but honestly, fumble away like, from four and two. You're right. You're right. And it's it's crazy how, like, one game, like, 
this is the roller coaster of Nebraska football, it right? Is. Unfortunately, over the past five years, the roller coaster has stayed kind of down below the waterline. Mm-hmm. But right now, there have been some moments of peaking above, and like you mentioned, Bill, they're a fumble away from four and two. And if you look at Nebraska's remaining schedule, the second half of the schedule, they have a bye week. Then they come back, they play Northwestern, mm-hmm. and then they also have. Purdue, Purdue at home, and uh, Michigan State. Michigan State on the road. So, I think if you're a Nebraska fan and you're trying to prognosticate what could possibly happen, you want the Huskers to win two of those three. Yeah, because that would put you in a stretch there to close out the year, where you do have some pretty, pretty good opponents on the backside to get one of the final three. Yeah, and one of the final three would get you to six, and six would get you to a bowl game. And I think that's kind of the watermark for a lot of folks that. Uh, are going to be a little bit, uh, I don't want to, judgy of Matt Rule's first year. They, they just mm-hmm. want a bowl game. Yeah. You know, and Matt Rule interestingly said this week that he feels the development of this program has maybe been stunted a little bit. Because of the lack of bowl Because games. of the lack of a bowl game. Not going to a bowl, but the month's worth of practice mm-hmm. that you get by going to a bowl, which is fascinating because in 2020, because there wasn't a full season, there was the option for Nebraska to attend a bowl game. But the players voted, not to or attend. so the story goes, Yes, that they did not want to go to a bowl game. So, I mean, hindsight's always 2020, right? It is. It but is always 2020. It's like... Um, a bowl game, a postseason berth, even if it's Detroit on the 27th of December, it would do this program some good. It would. It would I mean, it, the fans would travel for it. I mean, they haven't been able to travel for one for a long time now. And, again, I'm sure the players would be excited. They always get some swag from the bowl games and all that stuff. And, you know, you don't know how good you have it until you don't have it anymore. That's and right. Nebraska fans, Nebraska players haven't had a, a bowl game for, for quite some time. So Here we are on October 6th. Well, Seventh, because Seventh it is night. past midnight now. Yeah. Talking about Nebraska's bowl chances after six games of the first year of the Matt Rule era as Nebraska's 3-3. Three and three. So, to go back to your original question here in this discussion, Bill, I think fans would be okay. Like, you're not 2-4. and four. No, you're not. 2-4, and four, eh. It's probably some people checking out on the season. Yes. 3-3 three and three will keep you invested. Yes. And... I'm very curious to see how this team improves over the next month. Yeah. It's going to be a big month for Nebraska. Matt Rule said the bye weeks are almost just as important as the bowl games, you know, those practices during the bye weeks. And um, there is a chance that the team, the program, the fans can all look back when this 2023 campaign is done and say the turning point was that, that Sunday, Sunday night, night practice. practice. After they – did show up against Michigan, and the way that that set the tone, Jamari Butler in his postgame news conference following the win over Illinois tonight, he said, man, I've never had anything like that. And uh, maybe it was a wake-up for players. Maybe it was uh, a moment where they started to believe what they were capable of doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is I, – I think that there was like some physical motivation – I mean, I think those boys got after it. Mm-hmm. And there were some bruised and sore bodies right mm-hmm. after. So physically, I don't want to say it was punishment, but it was practice with a purpose. Yeah. And there was also an emotional purpose behind that Sunday practice of we're going to recognize what we're capable of doing. Additionally, also saying 
what we had done on Saturday, that ain't going to cut it. No. And if we we do that, there's going to be a consequence. You're a parent. You know how this goes. Oh, yeah. Sometimes when standards and expectations aren't met, you have to put in a consequence. If you don't, that's when corners start to get cut. Mm-hmm. And behaviors that aren't what you want become the norm. Mm-hmm. Don't know. Will be interesting to watch again. Um, will we hear from Rule during the bye week at all? Do you know? We we don't know. We Matt don't know. doesn't even know. Matt doesn't know. All right, well, he Matt doesn't during know. his news conference. When I talk to you next, and then he mentioned <laughs> Monday, Tuesday, furrowed his brows, or Wednesday. Like <laughs> no one really knows. They're more sure. worried about get, getting warm, getting, getting fed, and getting out of Illinois. All right. So bye week this week. So uh, you may hear from us, depending on if we hear from Rule and all that schedule. Not sure. But then no game next Saturday. Are bye weeks some of your favorite weeks of the year? You get to sit back, you know, sit on a Saturday, watch college football unencumbered by work? I, I don't mind bye weeks. You don't mind bye weeks. <laughs> I think the Nebraska media needs a bye week. Yes. Not just in, in the current sense, but just in general. Yeah. Year to year. Yeah. The bye week is always welcome. You get to – you burn the candle at both ends during the football yeah, season. Yeah, you know, the, so. the, uh, we love what we do. It's fun. It's exciting. Take the kids uh, to the pumpkin patch, or they usually don't ever do that. No, I I'll actually sit and watch college football like go. most college football fans do, there you because go. usually we're spending our days in Champaign or at Memorial yeah. Stadium. Um, bye weeks, bye weeks are nice. Bye weeks are nice. Let's just say that. And then Northwestern at home. That uh, game time is still to be announced. We're not sure, um, but I believe they're doing their hundredth anniversary of Memorial Stadium. So it's homecoming, isn't it? Is it homecoming? I believe so. But, yes, it's the 100th oh, no, anniversary. No, Purdue, sorry, Purdue's homecoming. Uh, Northwestern is the 100th anniversary of Memorial Stadium game. So they will have some um, probably fancy stuff, special stuff for that game. You'll see a lot of promotion for uh, Nebraska's home venue over the next couple of weeks. I, I think that the bye week is, is perfect for, mm-hmm. for those initiatives that those uh, the folks at the University of Nebraska are going to take on. Um all right. So that that's that's the next game is Northwestern. If I had to guess, I bet that's an 11 a.m. game. Yes, I would I would guess that as well. Uh, but that will be announced hopefully uh, later uh, this week, this Monday. coming week. I bet Monday. it's coming up on Monday. On Monday. So um, until next time, Kevin, thanks so much for jumping in again. Thanks to Chase again. Live coverage uh, in Champaign, Illinois. Uh, and as always, keep it tuned to 1011 for all the latest news, weather, and sports. Until next time, folks. Uh, to have a good one. You've been listening to the End Report Husker Show from 1011. Watch, listen, and stream on the 1011 Now app on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. For more Husker coverage throughout the week, watch the End Report on 1011 Sports at 6 and 10 p.m. and download the 1011 Now app.